Hello and welcome to Autism Society of Berks County, Inspiration and Impact. I'm your host, Carol Spencer. So we've been talking about transition specifically for those on the autism spectrum who will be entering the real world. Um, Those with autism usually thrive on structure and consistency, which is often what you have during the school day. But when school ends and graduation happens, and depending on the amount of support an individual needs, keeping up that structure, the relationships, the the friendships, the contacts, the activities can be very challenging for families. And so to talk more about this, we are happy to welcome back Mary Mazzoni, who is an educational consultant at the BCIU and a member of the executive committee of the Berks County Transition Coordinating Council. Welcome back, Mary. Thanks for being here. It's good to be here, Carol. All right. So I have a 17-year-old with autism. We're facing graduation after he turns 21. And I will admit, I, I have a very challenging time structuring things for him on breaks and weekends but we're very fortunate that he is go with the flow so we have that on our side (laughs) but I am nervous about how we can maintain a a productive uh, and a fulfilling day for him once he graduates so we we touched upon transition and employment in a previous podcast so I wanted to focus Uh, more on the activities outside of work Mm -hmm. um, that will help fill those days in a productive way and uh, you know a way that allow for skill and growth and relationship growth and independence and from our last conversation you really touched on something I didn't think about all this can start to happen when they're young just because your child is in high school doesn't mean you can't or isn't in high school yet doesn't mean you can't start earlier and we were talking about something earlier that I would love for you to to give an overview about about structured choice making and action planning how is that important to start building now um, before your child graduates that's a great question honestly um, all of us want our um, children to have quality of life and to have self-determination to be actively involved with um, their life not just kind of dragged around to do what other people want them to do and that requires a combination of skill and uh, opportunity so um the idea of setting using graphic organizers i i think we've probably all found that uh visual supports are very helpful for uh this the the young people that we're supporting so um using um very basic graphic organizers to support choice making beginning even in preschool okay um and then um uh, building upon that to planning. So for example, say your child who is age five would like to go to the movies. Well, we could use a planning chart like, okay, my goal is to go to the movies. Okay, what do I need to find out? Where will the movie be? What movie do I want to see? What time is it playing? How will I get there? And use that graphic organizer to support the student in um, kind of (laughs) planning and implementing a plan to do simple things. Do they want to cook something? Do they want to have somebody over to play? What, you know, that type of thing. Now, your transition coordinator, you know, can provide you um, and some of the resources on the berkstransition.org, if you put in the search bar action planning or choice making, you'll see graphic organizers to help you do that with your child. Um, If you are 
you know, working closely with your school, which we hope you are, you can be using those kinds of graphic organizers at home and at school. Um, you can start this when your child is young. You can start this when your child is 22 years old. It, you know, obviously you want to meet your child where they are, but using graphic organizers to support like, if you just ask somebody, well, what do you want to do? That's too big a choice. It is. It's, <laughs> it's too abstract. If you, if you provide um, a couple of different choices to start with, mm -hmm. and then once the choice has been made, if you coach the student using a visual on what are the steps to be able to plan that right, um, and break that down into like a checklist and... Uh, that is going to increase that young person's capacity to be a self-directed person in the world. And it takes practice over years, really. Uh, we want to have a partnership between the transition coordinator, the teacher, and the parent in doing this. Um, and as the individual is supported by adult agencies, uh, they can also be helping to do that, too. Yeah, and I, I think that thing about choices is really true as well just having that big abstract thing i know for my son it's sure. it's that's what he really needs because sometimes i think he just repeats the last thing you say but it's right. so nice to to see like we can just write it down for him when he you know this is what he really His wants choice. to do and that's right. very empowering you bet i think that's quality of life stuff absolutely yep. um some other things can can we talk about some some other things maybe that uh can be done outside sure. of the home if they can make these to or when they can make these choices not if Absolutely. Um, about or you know chores or volunteering yes. you know where, what can we yes. what can you tell us about absolutely like that? in the rhythm of one's day from the time one is a child one wants to experience the gratification of contributing not just being waited on and taken mm -hmm. care of and so from Early on, we want to have some small way that that child can contribute to the family and then build that over time to more and more responsibilities. Support the chores with, again, visual tools mm -hmm. that remind the st or, uh, or alarms or whatever works mm -hmm. for the student, trial and error, to remind them when it's time and, you know, what is what the steps of the chore are. Um, Kids feel good about that. They might grrr because it's interrupting <laughs> their game time, but <laughs> overall it contributes to quality of life because mm -hmm. I'm important and my family needs me. Um, also, moving forward, um, volunteering is a fabulous way for um, a person of any age, child or adult, to contribute to the community. The um, United Way of Berks County has a fabulous search engine on its website um, that you can find unbelievably wonderful opportunities for volunteering right here in Berks County. Now, kids are going to need support. One of the things I've found, well, many kids, not every kid, yeah. um, what I've found is that um, sometimes it helps to buddy up with another parent. I'll support your kid in his volunteer mm -hmm. job. You can support my kid. This way, the dynamic that sometimes happens, I know it happened with <laughs> yeah. my daughter, mm -hmm. uh, between uh, parents and adolescents doesn't necessarily interfere yeah. with the experience. Yeah. Um, so volunteering is an awesome opportunity. The other thing uh, I wanted to talk about is... Um, uh, the the idea of the the good neighbors time bank. This is a what very is cool and new thing that is coming to not just Berks County but other counties in the area. And I'm kind of the contact person right now uh, for Berks County. Um, 
Time banking, um, if you go to Time Bank USA, which is a website that's national, and put in Good Neighbors Time Bank, you'll find more about what we're doing here in Berks County and regionally in Pennsylvania. The idea is that money isn't exchanged, but time is exchanged. So if I post that I'm willing to do these particular things for someone, uh, and I do that, I earn time dollars. And my time dollars are the same value as your time dollars. Then if I want something, maybe I want uh, transportation somewhere, or maybe I want someone to cook me a lasagna because I'm having friends over. Um, I look on the time bank to see, is there a good neighbor who's willing to do that for time dollars? And so it's a type of bartering, but it's not one-to-one. Yeah. It is regional. It's very cool, and it is a way for us, what, when we develop the time bank, which is part of a network of them all over, um, we basically agree to the values that everyone's time is exactly as valuable as everybody else's. And there is a, it's a, it's a different kind of con- contributing and a different kind of earning uh, that is accessible to everyone. Wow, that I I'm in love with that idea. Yes. I cannot so wait to go check do, this out. We could, we could do a podcast <clears throat> on, on the time. Yes, yes. Thank you so um, much. So okay, so that's that's another great idea. And then of course social opportunities. We need everyone needs social opportunities. So you know, trying to network a little bit about that. Um, Unending Promise is a wonderful um, resource in our county. Uh, my goodness, it's it's a place for both networking and social opportunity yes. and learning. Um, so uh, the Unending Promise uh, website is a place where you can find out what's currently available in terms of social groups and networking. But if you don't see anything that you there that you would like, you can create something. Yeah, and, and Lucy Safer, who founded Lucy, it, she is a wonderful yes. person. Yes. And, and I know um, she f- focuses mostly on older teens and adults, but she's really welcome to anybody at yes, any age. There, there are things to do, and that's a, a great place to just find those Make social connections and a place ba- where you're comfortable. Yes, more more than anything, really. Um, Absolutely. Quickly, Mary, before we have to wrap up, and I know this isn't probably a quickly answered question, but the individuals who are really who are really involved, they need a mm-hmm. lot of support. Yes. What what should be the focus for them? How how do we help them when they, they need more support mm-hmm. than? Yeah. yeah. I, again, you know, I want to to, to uh, remind everybody of um, chartingthelifecourse.org, which is a great free uh, set of resources for planning. I want to remind everybody that in Pennsylvania, the funding source for staffing for support needs is really Medicaid waiver funding. And you really need to start as early as possible around age 14. Um, Your transition coordinator from your district can put you in touch with how to apply for that funding. There's a a waiting list of many years. Mm -hmm. So we want to get connected to that so the funding's available upon graduation. the, the other thing that, you know, is, is helpful in terms of um, that is we have an expo coming up um, where you can meet the agency providers. You want to get to know 
the, the agencies that provide services that are funded by Medicaid waivers. And a good way to do that is to start out with the expo. So that's happening on March 7th at Penn State, Berks Campus, uh, Franco Building from 3 until 7.30. It's sponsored by the Transition Coordinating Council. And uh, the, the support providers will be there. You can ask direct questions. Right. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Mary, for, for providing your insights again. And again, it's a lot to cover in, in a little bit of time, but I think you did a great job doing it. So thank you for that. Thank and you. I hope for you out there that it at least gives you something for you to think about and plan as your child, even though your child is always transitioning, as they get closer to that official transition age from school to, to postgraduate. So thanks again to Mary Mazzoni. Thank you for listening. And until next time, this has been Autism Society of Berks County, Inspiration and Impact. For more information, visit us at AutismSocietyOfBerksCounty.org, join our Facebook page, Autism Society of Berks County Members Group, and check us out on Twitter, at Berks Autism.